Hello, welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on the industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Jeff Martin and Kelly Kimball from Kimpoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. So if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you hit the subscribe button and give us some up likes, please. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global chemical industry and help you uncover possible new opportunities. We hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of the changing market conditions. Perfect, thanks, Jeff. All right, jumping right in. Chemical sales in Canada are expected to grow by three to 7% in 2022. Downstream sectors like materials packaging, building and construction, and year-over-year recovery in transportation fuels are the leading factors to this expected growth. Throughout 2021, there were many headwinds like supply chain disruptions, especially in downstream manufacturing for products in the automotive sector, building materials and consumer durable goods. Other headwinds included the unexpected production outages and transportation system disruptions that most of us saw the past year or I guess even two years at this point. The good news is that it's estimated that year-end sales of industrial chemicals will grow by 31% compared to 2020 levels. Yeah, Canada has a lot of growth going on there in their chemical sector, uh, especially with the uh, oil fields up there and you see a lot of other base chemicals. So it'll be interesting how that, how the rest of the global chemical industry grows along with Canada. Yeah, exactly. All right, up next, uh, a lot of the oil producer majors uh, had their conference call for earnings this week and uh, revealed really robust results uh, with predicted production growth in 2022. Um, but there should be some, there could be some problems coming on in the future as well due to high inflation, uh, supply chain crunches, and um, whether or not there's some demand um, erosion from uh, high oil prices. Um, there's also the concern about having uh, too much supply in the market as well. So um, like we see, we see this is going well. One of the interesting things that they reported on was if investment stays flat and the number of will, uh, wells drilled stay flat, um, you, you could see the market kind of stay flat for 20 years, um, which would be a good thing with oil price and OPEC uh, kind of controlling their output. But some of the smaller supply or some of the smaller producers, excuse me, um, if they overinvest and they bring on a bunch of new wells, you could actually see um, a huge increase in output, but you would only see it for a short number of years. So uh, I think mm-hmm. the industry is facing kind of a um, Lots of obstacles, <laughs> some obstacles and trying to figure out what's next. Yeah, um, no. Yeah, so you can, and um, all that's also, I know we often report on the number of rig counts as well. Um, And so that's stayed flat uh, the past couple of weeks. It's raised, you know, two or three rigs here and there, but um, it's just kind of slowly growing as well. So um, interesting. Definitely. All right. So more than half of global consumers say that they're more likely to purchase products that have a sustainability claim. 
Cargill recently conducted a global survey called Fatitudes that concluded that sustainability considerations now influence the majority of world's grocery shoppers. This is mostly when buying packaging, packaged foods like potato chips and cookies. Uh, this research also found that 55% of consumers indicate they're more than likely to purchase a packaged food item if it includes a sustainability claim. This is a four-point jump since last time Cargill did the same study, which was back in 2019. A lot of companies, including ours, is serious about safety, but I'm starting to see more and more claims with uh, sustainability shares just uh, when conducting company overviews. It's kind of cool just to see the, the shift. Yeah, it seems as uh, we've seen it, I think, in our industry. You're right, especially the past several years where sustainability becomes like, like the order qualifier. You know, you have to have it in order to compete in the industry. Um, and it just keeps taking on a larger and larger uh, role. And this is interesting that even consumer on the consumer end, it's no longer on a B2B mm -hmm. side. It's on, now it's on the B2C side where uh, consumers are demanding uh, sustainability and a wider spectrum than I think we've seen in the past. Right, yep. Up next, uh, story about coronavirus and the supply chain. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> there, there's been more demand for updating regulations around um, our supply chain here in the U.S. And so that goes for railroads, trucking, maritime shipping. Um, and the hope is that with all the upheaval, um, that the likelihood of policymakers could adopt some reforms for the decade-old uh, laws and regulations that we have currently in place. Uh, the problems with the supply chain were cited by several chemical companies in their fourth quarter earnings report. Uh, that these were the issues with why we were not, uh, why we aren't see larger growth um, currently. Uh, the logistical challenges are preventing companies from meeting the demand. I think that's something that we all know is occurring, um, yep. as well as uh, you know, as well as other production issues as well due to the supply chain getting in raw materials. Um, so, unlike previous economic recovery, the demand has not been the limiting factor for growth, um, and like we said, the supply chain has been that factor. So, and it's always expected to be worse this year, um, according yeah, to all the metrics. Not, not getting better. I can speak firsthand doing a cross-country move recently where there was no trucks to move me, so it took months to get my stuff. It's just, it's ongoing. Everyone, yep. Okay, looking at uh, rail car traffic. So North American chemical rail car traffic fell again for the fourth straight week. Canada is actually leading this decline with a 13.2% decrease. If you look at the first four weeks of 2022, North America chemical rail traffic was down 3.1%, which is down to 184,000 uh, rail car loadings. In the US, chemical rail car loadings represent about 20% of chemical transportation. So uh, trucks, barges, and pipelines obviously carry the rest. But if you look at Canada, producers rely on rail and ship rail to ship more than 70% of their products. Some even exclusively just use rail. Yeah, it's kind of, it's conflicting with that earlier point. We were just saying how this their supply chain woes, but then we see the shipping down, which means um, there's a bottleneck somewhere else. So is that coming from the maritime freight? Is that um, just because producers aren't producing as much because they can't get the raw materials in from some other way? Um, yeah. It's quite a conundrum. It is. <laughs> it's always something. 
Yep. Well, next up in company announcements, uh, ExxonMobil, one of the largest companies in the world, uh, details uh, sweeping restructuring, and they're even moving their headquarters from the Dallas-Fort Worth area down to the Houston area. Um, this whole goal is to better streamline their business by combining their chemical and their downstream companies and then centralizing their technology and research operations. Um, so this is all effective April 1st. Um, it'll be organized into three different business lines, ExxonMobil Upstream, ExxonMobil Product Solutions, and ExxonMobil Low Carbon Solutions. So there, again, with a lot of that sustainability um, focus, you see a lot of companies really leaning into the low carbon uh, side there as well. Um, yeah. and, and then all three of those will be supported by a centralized R&D function. Um, again, everything moving to Houston. So all these, so I guess they started a lot of this in um, the past couple of years. Uh, and they expect to be done by 2023 and they're expected to save over $6 billion in structural cost savings uh, driven by new business structure and measures such as the, all the centralized things that you always hear about these uh, efficiencies. Um, so procurement, digital transformation and right sizing programs. Well, lots of uh, changes ahead for Exxon. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all works out and if they get all those synergies that we always talk <laughs> about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now looking at a uh, merger and acquisition announcements. So BP has acquired a 30% stake in Green Biofuels. Green Biofuels is a UK's largest producer of hydrogenated vegetable oil. Their products are made from renewable feedstocks like vegetable oils, animal oils, and fats. The product range includes HVOGD+, which is a low emission advanced HVO fuel. This can actually be used as a direct drop-in replacement for diesel, so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's so next up, uh, Borealis uh, has received an offer from Eurochem Group for the acquisition of their nitrogen businesses, including the fertilizer, melamine, and their technical nitrogen products. Uh, the offer values the business at about uh, $500 million. Uh, Eurochem is a leading global fertilizer producer and one of the only three companies worldwide with manufacturing capacity in all three primary nutrient groups for farming. So that'd be nitrogen, phosphates, and potash. The transaction would significantly enhance Eurochem's business in Europe and adding the assets in Austria, Germany, and France, as well as a comprehensive uh, sales and distribution network uh, around the Danube River. Thanks. All right, next up. So Static has signed an agreement to purchase Clarion's 50% stake in a specialties company called Scientific Design. Scientific Design is a leading licensor of high-performance process technologies and also a catalyst producer. There currently is a 50-50 joint venture with SABIC right now, um, and it still needs to go through regulatory approval, but it's expected to be complete by uh, mid-2022. Great. Well, thanks, Kelly. And uh, that's, it. that's it for this week's edition of Industry Actions. I uh, will return next week with uh, fresh news. So until then, stay safe and go Bengals. <laughs> no, not Bengals. <laughs> Thanks, Go <Jeff>. Bengals. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>